Thanks for tuning into the ES First podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So take a minute to hop on over and give us a like or a follow. And of course, if you're ever in Excelsior Springs, stop on by. We can't wait to welcome you home. Hey, welcome to ES First Online. Uh, we are a Bible-believing church. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Is it effective for our lives in every area? And uh, we believe that Jesus is who He says He is, that He is alive and well today, and He is working in our lives. And as we work in the Word of God, we believe that um, God is speaking to us by His Spirit, moving in us, through us, guiding us, directing us, and so that's who we are. So if you're joining here today, if you're a regular attender, and uh, we welcome you back, if you're new, you're, uh, hopefully we find a place where you can uh, experience God in a real way for your life. So um, we're having church online because of the Rona. The Rona is, uh, has invaded our space, but um, not our church, but the world. And uh, we are excited to bring some tools to you and meet with you in your home or in your car or whatever you're doing. And so uh, welcome. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Jesus and living a miraculous life. So today I want to I want to take you to the book of John. The book of John. We're going to go to chapter fifteen, verse nine through twelve. Read it here out of the NIV. It says this: As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love, and if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, and I remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a great day just to be alive and to be in your presence. Lord, I pray today as we look in the word of God that you make it come alive to us. That it would be something supernatural, it would be extra and, and, and far beyond our wildest dreams because we took time to seek you, to look for you, and to know you in a greater way. Meet these people where they are, right in their room. Let them sense that you're near, close, you care about them and love them deeply. In Jesus' name, amen. So I have a friend uh, that loves to cruise, not like on a motorcycle or in the car, although he might like to do that too, but he likes to go on cruise ships. He has a family, and, and they love to cruise, and they have friends, they cruise together, and uh, they were getting ready to go to uh, a cruise for uh, spring break, and it got canceled, and they weren't able to go, and so uh, they ended up just going to the beach and hanging out in the humidity, sweating their butts off right there on the beach, trying to stay away from the coronavirus, but uh, they love to cruise, and he's always wishing and thinking and, and, and talking about wanting to be on the cruise ship, and I had the chance to live on a cruise ship for about three months, and, and I, would, I would agree that it is a great place to be, but the thing about the cruise ship that's so wonderful is that everything's right there. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You buy a ticket, and you get on a boat, and then you get to experience everything that's on the boat basically for free. You get all the food is included, right? And you get uh, the, the pool is included. The activities are included. The sun is included. Everything is included there. The entertainment, the shows, all of that is included. And uh, a, a lot of times we, we experience life in this way. We, bought, we want a ticket to something, but we don't always experience the fullness of what 
is actually present and available. Could you imagine if he were to get on the boat, everyone in his family, and, and they were to, to give the ticket, and they would go to their room and just sit in their room the whole entire time. The boat sails around the Caribbean. It stops at island after island. It, it, it goes to the most beautiful places, and, and they just sit in their room because all they did was buy a ticket. No, see, when you go on a cruise, you get all of it with the ticket. With the ticket. And so the same thing is true of this. Like when it comes to the miraculous, when it comes to God working in our lives, the greatest miracle in your life and my life is that Jesus saved you. Is that, you know, you, you prayed a prayer, you believed on God, and, and, and your life shifted from worrying about yourself, thinking about yourself, to following after God, and things begin to change. The Bible says that, um, that when we, we came to God, that we went from old to new, that the old has passed and the new has come. It's like a ticket to heaven. It's a ticket to a God kind of life. But unfortunately, many Christians, you maybe, me, from day to day, depending on, on what's going on, we live like our ticket is just for us to someday get to heaven, to someday live in a, a new life free from the coronavirus, free from troubles, free from problems, whatever that is, and we miss out on the fullness that's available to us every day. See, we start with a miracle. We start with the miracle of salvation, newness of life, completely becoming new, and, and living in forgiveness, but we miss out on the fullness. It's like we, we get on this life journey of, of being a Jesus follower, and we just go to our room, like on a cruise ship, and we just sit there and just waiting for the cruise ship to end, and we get to go to our destination. But unfortunately, that's not the way it works in our life. We live far below what God intended for us, because God actually intended for you and I to live a life of miraculous, live a life of the supernatural, live a life of, of more than just day-to-day grind. It's, and my, my dad often talks about the wisdom of man, and, and probably he'll, he'll have a sermon about it, but he talks about how we're constantly looking for these natural answers to supernatural things, that God has given us the ability to, to live at a higher level. So the greatest, the greatest gift, I think, that, that the Bible talks about it, it's, is that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that only son came and he died on a cross so that if we believed in him, that we would have everlasting life. Everlasting life. We all know that's John 3.16. It's on everything. We've heard it before. It's probably the first verse that you probably memorized as a child. But that is the, that God loved, and so he sent the miracle of salvation. Now here's Jesus. He's at the end of his life, just before he's crucified. He, he's talking to his disciples, and he says, As the Father has loved me, talking about himself, so I have loved you. And it's, it's like John 3.16, in motion. It is Jesus saying that as, as God has loved me, I am loving you, and I want you to remain in my love. Remain is an everyday thing. It's not just a salvation one day. Now go stay in your room until I come and get you. It's an everyday action of miraculous life that is available to us. And he says, if you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll stay there. So sometimes as, as, as 
As humans, we feel like, I don't, I don't feel love. Maybe it's like, I don't feel like my spouse loves me. I don't feel like my kids love me. I don't think my, my, anybody around me really cares for me. I'm, just, I'm living this life, and, and, and I, I just feel alone, right? And sometimes we feel that same thing about God. We're like, does God really love me? Does God care about me? Does he want me in his life? And he says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. So, so those times where we feel like we've gotten away from God's love, we've got to ask ourselves, are we keeping God's command? Hmm. Here's the thing. What is the command? Actually, at the end of this passage, he tells us, he says, he says if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. And this is how I have stayed in I have kept the Father's commands, and I remain in his love. This is how I do it. I have told you this so that your joy could be full, overflowing. That you could be happy. That you could experience a joy that nobody else understands because you keep this command. He says, and so I want to be clear with you, and I want your joy to be complete. He says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. You see, we want miracles. We want we want supernatural things to happen. We want extraordinary things to happen in our lives. And, and salvation is that. It's, it's a ticket to this life of living in supernatural ability, power, and experience every single day of our life. And so God says, Jesus says, that you experience this miraculous life by loving each other like I have loved you. That's the ticket. It's the ticket to living the life that God wants for you. It's interesting that many of us are content to live a life without love. And so it's not a suggestion. It's not like a take it or leave it. Well, you know, you'll do better in life if you learn to love each other. You'll, you'll, you'll experience more of God if you, if you could just love each other a little more. If you could just get along. Or, no, it's, it's not some kind of take it or leave it. Thing. It's actually the command. It's like the one thing. It's like, if I could leave you one thing to make sure that you do, it's this. Love each other. Love each other. What's the standard? Love each other the way I have loved you. And actually, the next verse, which I didn't read, says that, he says, greater love has no man than this than he lay down his life for another person. We hear that quoted a lot, but are we willing to live love like that every single day? And I'm here to tell you that if you'll live like that, you'll experience the power and supernatural experience that God has for you, much like the cruise ship, full of food, full of entertainment, full of activity. I mean, have you seen some of these cruise ships? You got slides, you got golf, you got uh, entertainment, you got tons of stuff everywhere. I mean, you should want for nothing on a cruise ship, and then your life, you should want for nothing. That God should, should be filling, fulfilling your life because you are walking in his supernatural love. It's not a take it or leave it. It's actually a command. I'm actually glad that God commanded it. I'm glad that Jesus took the time to go, I want, I want to be very clear with you. This is the command I give to you. Because that gives you a clear destination. It gives you a clear point. What am I supposed to do? So every day in your life, you go, well, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to, to respond to this thing or, or how I'm supposed to approach my boss or how I'm supposed to approach my spouse or how I'm supposed to interact with my kids or how I'm supposed to move forward in my life and, and grow and, and develop my talents or to be what God, I feel like God has called me to be. And the answer is to let it be saturated with love. Now, here's when love 
is really working. It's when it's tested. It's when it's tested. When, you're, when your life comes to a halt because of issues, circumstances, pressure, are you the person who is loving? Who's loving? And, and, I mean, we have a life that's full of complaining. It's full of, of, of justification. You can get on social media. You can vent your stuff. And people go, oh, yeah, that's so stupid. I mean, for, for sure, I can't believe that happened to you. We, we look for somebody to, to kind of patty cake us about how it is that we're justified in this situation not to love. But actually, God says, I want you to love. When the pressure's on, I want you to love. When it's tough, I want you to love. When you don't feel like you're being compensated, I want you to love. When it's not fair, I want you to love. And this is how you uh, remain in the miraculous. That's what he talks about. Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 actually gives us insight to this. Paul is telling us, he's giving us a, uh, a look at how us together as Christians, as believers, whether we're quarantined or not, are supposed to operate with each other. And here's, here's verse 15. It says, instead, speaking the truth in love. How about that? Just speaking the truth in love. That's first step. We will grow to become... In every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So our body, each of us make up a part of Christ's body. We become mature together, reflecting Christ. And he says, from him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now listen to that again. From him, the whole body is joined together. So Christ joins us together by every supporting ligament and it grows and builds itself up in love. You grow and build yourself up in love. As a matter of fact, the word there um, another version says edify. Now, edify is kind of a, a word. We, we understand it a little bit, but uh, we use it for buildings. We call it edifice. It's a, something that's constructed. Edify is, is building up. But actually, if you go back to the Greek language, one of the, the key words it talks about is to be charged. It's like energy that happens. And, and actually, when you operate in love, you charge yourself and you charge others. You charge them up. And they, they become like ignited in a way that they live in a miraculous life. They live full of the spirit. They live full of the supernormal. And, and, and here's, here's the thing that, that we want to have happen. We want all of us to do our part to grow in this love so that we charge each other up. Charge each other up. Now, you may be quarantined or you might be self-quarantined. You might be just staying away from all of humanity. You're just, you're just trying to find your space in this, this whole thing. But, and you think, I don't have to like, love anybody right now. I don't, I don't see anybody. I mean, come on. Like, but you may be here with your kids. Love may be tested right now. You may be there with your spouse. Right now, love may be full-on tested. You guys are both working at home, fighting over the broadband width. You're, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, uh, who's, who's playing what game, why you can't get on to do work. you got 8 million calls coming through. You're trying to figure out in this stress, this pressure, how to love those closest to you. 
Like, yeah, like, not everybody can be like the, the sweet little lady who, who is down and, with, and her kids are perfect and they go to the park and they get to do all these activities. Like, how does that happen? I'm trying to figure out how to love these people. You're trying to figure out how to love your boss who keeps calling you 8,000 times trying to figure out how, what, should, what we should do today and tomorrow. And you're like, can you just figure it out? You're the boss. I'm trying to work from home. Do what you tell me to do. I don't even know. And you're just getting more and more angry. You're not walking in love. You're, not, you're trying to figure out how to operate in this thing under pressure. Under pressure is when love is tested. But if our answer is in love, if we remain in love, what happens is we charge each other up like electricity, like electrons, taking potential energy and making it kinetic, something that moves towards what God has in store for us. I guarantee you that if you are willing to operate in this kind of love, you'll start to see miracles, signs, wonders happen all around you. You'll see healing in people's lives. You'll be the person who brings healing. You'll see God flowing in your life. You'll you hear him talking to you clear, more clearly. You hear God showing you things and, and speaking about your future, speaking about who you're supposed to become, the kind of parent you're supposed to be, the kind of spouse you're supposed to be, the kind of friend you're supposed to be, if you'll walk in love. But you've got to dig into it. And it's not a take it or leave it. It is absolutely a command for your life, for your life. Maybe today you're, you're in this place where you are, you're living in a, in a cruise ship hotel room. You're just holding on, trying to make it every day. You're fighting off uh, the devil who's knocking on your door, telling you to be angry, telling you to be resentful, telling you to be bitter, telling you to fight for your right. God is saying, I command you to love. I command you to operate in what I have called you to. This one command, love others the way I have loved you. That's an incredible command. And trust me, every time God gives you a command, Satan will try to make it a do or don't. Take it or leave it. You don't have to do that. He did it to Adam and Eve. He did it to Peter. He did it to people all throughout the Bible. He tried to do it to Jesus. And Jesus says, no, I'll love so much that I'll lay down my life for my friends. And he did. Will you be that kind of person who is committed to the command of love. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends, wherever they are. They're on the couch. They're in the kitchen. They're running. They're playing disc golf, whether listen to this, whatever it is. Lord, I pray right now that your supernatural love would overwhelm them. They would feel you tangibly right where they are, that they would know you in a greater way, and it would, it would, it would just catapult them into being the people that you have commanded us to be full of love, loving just the way that you have loved us. God, you're faithful. We know that you are holding us together. You're keeping us anchored in every storm. And because of that, we can follow your command. When the pressure comes on, we know that our command is to love. When it's difficult, we know that our command is to love. When, when we experience the anxiety, the pain, the bitterness, whatever, Lord, your command is to love. And we want to follow after that. And we know that as we do that, we're experiencing your power, your supernatural, your miraculous in our lives. And we're grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. We always try to give an opportunity for people to, to come to the Lord. And it's, it's, it's God is 
been talking to you, pursuing you, looking to you. And if you're listening to this, watching this, whatever it is, I want to let you know that God has risked everything to bring you into his family. He says it's simple that you can that you can just believe on him and you'll be saved. That he gives you a new life. You go from death to life, from old to new. And so we pray a simple prayer. It goes like this. Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me of my sin. I want to follow after you. You pray that prayer and it's just simple. But it, it's, it's not really so much about the words you say. It's about your heart. And it's about you beginning a relationship with Jesus today. Where you follow, you listen, and conversations ensue. And you begin to have a connection with the God who created you and gave you purpose in this life. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Yes, first online.